Hey guys, welcome to the One Delightful Podcast. Where we believe life should be simple. But awesome. I'm Katie. And I'm Philip. And we invite you to join us on a journey as we try to start a new business and grow our family. While trying to clear through the clutter of life to create space for what really matters. And trust us, if we can do it, anyone can do it. On today's show... We're going to highlight five shows you might want to binge watch over the holidays. And we are going to have a lively conversation about setting goals for the new year. So exciting. Today's show is sponsored by our Amazon affiliate link. Oh, Amazon affiliate link. What is that? So you can support us in a small way by when you're shopping on Amazon using our link. It's no extra cost to you, but it gives us a tiny little... What's the word? Encouragement? Boost. Boost. Shot in the arm. (laughs) But it's, yeah, so as I said, it's no extra cost to you, but it shows us what you buy. It doesn't tell us who you are. Don't worry. But we are going to be highlighting some of our favorite items. What's our item for this week? It is the foam pet stairs. Foam pet stairs stairs. I didn't know that pets needed stairs. Honestly, when I saw this, I was like, I guess my parents could use this. Oh yeah, because if your dog has a bad back. Yeah, dachshunds. It's a chronic problem. It's a chronic problem. So somebody is going to be giving their pet confidence with easy access to their favorite hangout area with these high density three tier pet steps. So if your pet needs to get on your bed, couch, get up to the kitchen counter to get its own food. <laughs> what else would it need? Maybe up to a bathroom vanity to brush its teeth or take a look at itself in the mirror. Can I do a sidebar? Do you think this is weird or not? Sure. I know someone that used to feed their dog bacon through, like, they'd put the piece of bacon in their mouth and then lean down and feed it to their dog. Oh, like a lady and, and the tramp kind of moment. Weird or not weird? <laughs> Well, I don't think I'm going to answer that question. Okay. We won't ostracize you if you do that. But so thank you for whoever bought the pet stairs. We hope you love them. And if you want to support the podcast, you can use our Amazon link in the notes. Katie, holiday travel is upon us. Holiday break. Yeah. It is, unless you're watching this in January. I mean, listening by watching. Maybe you're watching your phone and seeing that picture of us holding that cup of coffee while you are listening to us talk. That'd be strange. But anyway, there is time off during this season. For a lot of people, not everybody. Not everybody, that's right. Um, And you know what we like to do in our time off. Watch TV. Binge watch TV as much as possible. By binge watch, we mean watch maybe... One episode a night and then fall asleep. Yeah, or two maybe if we're feeling crazy. real crazy, (laughs) real crazy. But I always love getting a good TV recommendation, don't you? I do. And so we are going to give you five recommendations of shows you could binge watch over the holidays if you're looking for something new to tickle your holiday fancy. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm going to list my first one and it's still coming out, but as this podcast airs, it should be closer to done. So mine is the show Dirty John. Philip loves the title of that show. Um, (laughs) It's based on a podcast that I really enjoyed that's based on a true story. 
And so I've been really enjoying this podcast, or excuse me, show as it comes out every Sunday night. I watch it on Monday. I feel happy. Even though it's kind of a sad show. I don't know. Someone explain that dynamic to me. You just love these sadistic shows, and I don't understand it. It ends well. But if you're like Katie and you like um, sadistic documentaries, or this isn't a documentary, right? This is like a... Um, historical reenactment. Yeah, like I guess what that's what Discovery I would say. Channel. Yeah, right. But it's it's like the people versus OJ Simpson. It's actors Which playing the roles. Which is also a really of, good one. Yeah, that, that one's is for really free. Good that's one. number six. That's number six. It's on Netflix. Now. But if you don't want something totally sick, uh, maybe. Well, this is a little bit in that category, but I'd say it's more. It's more like a thriller. Yeah. Uh, we watched Homecoming. It's a new show on Amazon. You've probably seen TV commercials about it, but it has Julia Roberts in it. And it's about um, troops who are coming home with PTSD um, from the Afghanistan war um, and a company that's trying to help them cope with it, but with a very thrilling twist. But we really enjoyed it. That was also based on what? A book or a podcast? That was based on a podcast. (sighs) What's up with that? I don't know. It's the wave of the future. It's like television people can't come up with their own ideas, but I love it. (laughs) Okay, so the next one is, which one should I do, Philip? Okay, so I heard this one was good. It gets really good Amazon reviews. It's called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Did I get that right? I think that you did. And just a little... um, Sidebar on that, it does have some suggestive imagery and language, yeah. so you might not want to watch it around little children. Oh my gosh, I wouldn't watch any of these around kids except for like one of them. So this is post-kids bedtime shows, if you're wondering, but I don't even know what the, this is. We're still watching this, but I've enjoyed every episode we've watched. Yeah, I feel like you can't <laughs> say too much about it because it sort of gives away the twist, but it's set in the 1960s about a young couple who gets married. Um, Jewish and, couple. And the husband wants to be a stand-up comedian. But Should then you stop there? hijinks ensue. Okay. But it's been very interesting. Yeah. So I've liked that. That's been a good surprise. Okay. And my next recommendation, if you're more in the I just want total fluff that I don't have to think about reality TV home stuff, we do have a new HGTV recommendation that we had never seen before until we were just browsing the show categories. But we've liked it. It's called Restored by the Fords. It's interesting in that it's a younger brother and sister team that are restoring mid-century modern houses, which aren't our favorite, right? You like them. I do like them. If if we weren't together, you might end up in a house like I'd that. I'd probably live in a very square-shaped minimalist house. But the show is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I can't say I love everything she does. She has a very distinct style. And if she came to my house, I would have some strong suggestions. I don't think she'd come to our house. Why? Because it's not mid-century modern? Because they live in Pittsburgh, and I have a feeling the cost to get them up here would if just I be astronomical. If I moved to Pittsburgh and could be on that show, I would just have some strong opinions. So I don't love everything, but it's almost kind of fun to watch it just to see like, okay, this is really outside of the box of what I would choose, but it, you know. You can kind of find what you like. And it's only a half an hour, so it's short, too. True. And she reminds me of myself because she's incredibly impulsive. <laughs> so watch for that. Correct. If you're watching it, watch how she'll decide she wants to do something. And, and you'll she- understand how Katie does 
contributes to renovation projects. And Philip will be like, why isn't she sanding that first? Because if you've ever painted anything, you usually have to like prime it or like, you know, sand it or, you know, prepare the surface. But she just seems like she's just like, I just want to see what it looks like real quick. She just walks around everywhere with a can of white paint and starts painting stuff. (laughs) So... That's a good short watch. Okay. And then our last one is a Netflix documentary that I think came out last summer. And we've talked about it before, but just in case you haven't seen it. Yeah, it's a really good one. And I think that I feel like shows like become trendy and then nobody watches them anymore or people stop talking about it. But this is a good one that's, you know, came out this summer and it's about a Gosh, I guess it's about the group of people. A cult? It's about a cult. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely a cult. Um, but a cult that ends... Well, they... And I was trying to think if it was more about the property. But they end up settling in the U.S. And it's just very fascinating. Well, what's it called? Oh, it's called Wild Wild Country. Rajneeshi. Yes, and it's it's a little bit... No, it's bit, not called Rajneeshi. I'm just it's like It's called trying Wild to, Wild Country. That's I'm, what the name of the cult was. I'm just trying to throw out all the things I know. And it's a little bit in like the strange category, but it wasn't like... Like, I can't watch sadistic stuff like right. Katie really, really enjoys Shut to watch. Up. I did just start a John Grisham documentary. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I did like The Firm, both the movie and the book. This is and about... And the Pelican Anyways, brief. never mind. Go on. Anyway, Wild Wild Country, we'd, we'd suggest it. But again, yeah. I would not watch it around small children. Or maybe like, I think it might freak me out if I watched it alone at night. What so do you there think? you go. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. So what would you add to the list? You can um, email us or get in touch with us on social media. What would you add to our list? So Philip. The new year is almost upon us. Which is crazy to think about because there's such a run up up to Christmas. True. But the new year comes right after. Here, this just in, breaking news. You hear it here first. The new year comes a week after Christmas. Yeah, I feel like it is a little bit. It It's overwhelming to feel like you're like the hustle and the bustle of the holidays and then all of a sudden the new year is almost there and you're like oh i gotta change everything right you gotta shift from christmas mode and right i gotta into be like, a new person in 2019 yeah, new year's goal setting mode right um so christmas isn't even here yet but i feel like now is a really good time to talk about what we're doing to set goals for the new year because you might be starting to think about that too however if you're still in full-blown holiday mode you do not need to feel bad about like also needing to set goals for the new year. Or if you're in full-blown holiday mode, holy cow, you need to carve out some time to start thinking about your goals for the new oh, year. Fill up. Okay. Or well, you will stay the same forever. But I, you know, I feel do like Do you feel like fear is a good motivator to get people to do stuff? And it depends on what number they are on the Enneagram. Oh, that's a good point. So, if it's me, yes, I'm a 6, very motivated by fear. So, Um, a lot of times I feel like if I was setting goals in January, sometimes I felt behind already. And that's kind of silly. And I think for me... Because it's really just arbitrary. If I set goals in January, it's not that I feel behind. It's more that I feel like I'm making decisions about the whole next year, sort of last minute. Just, you know, more out of like 
superstition or tradition than out of like, okay, let's think about how we want to make this year different. Like thinking about it now gives more time to process it and set like realistic goals that I actually want to do. Right. Well, I think now too can be like December 26th, December 27th. Maybe even After. December 28th. I know. Get depending crazy. Depending on how sharp you are. <laughs> how what? Sharp. Sharp. You said shop. Shop. Oh my god. No, gosh. I did it. I did it intentionally. Okay, okay. I was like, what did you just say? So we're gonna take some time today and talk about the process that we've gone through to set start to set our goals for next year and to talk about some tips um, that we found helpful as we set goals, just to maybe, you know, get the juices flowing for you if it's something that you'd like help thinking through. Yes, and we're gonna provide a worksheet too that you can find in the show notes on just some ideas on how to work through this process. And I feel like, probably like in most things, we're very different as we come to thinking about goals. Yes. And there's part of it that is incredibly frustrating for both of us, uh, because I'd say you potentially are more of the free spirit. Right. And I'm a little bit less I'm the right brain, you're the left brain. Oh, is that? I never remember which side's which. Yeah, that's right. So there's some frustrating stuff that comes out of like coming to this task very differently. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's also really good stuff that comes out of it, too, because we have such different perspectives that I feel like it helps us set better goals because we're not just looking at it the same way. Right. And also to say, man, if we can do this, anybody can do this. Oh, my gosh. That's (laughs) the theme of this podcast. So um, for us, because we're a couple, a married couple, we like to do some of this process together. Still married, huh? Yeah, we are. That's fantastic. So where should we start? Um, I think let's just start from the beginning. Okay, so what was the process that we sort of decided on this year to set goals? Well, so Philip had listened to a podcast on setting goals, and this couple, they do a retreat together, which sounds amazing, but... And, you know, we traditionally have gotten away sometime during the holidays, Mm -hmm. but we didn't this year. So a retreat would be nice, but because we did not have the ability to do a retreat, I felt like just separately coming up with some stuff. And for me, the first helpful step is just to kind of like brain dump, get your ideas out on paper of what you wish this year could be about what, you know, like are things that are on your heart and mind that you would like to be different. And I'm not, I've always been like a person that's like to journal, but I know my friend Katie, that's like an Enneagram one. She has a hard time writing down thoughts that she feels like are imperfect. So if you're somebody like that, try to just give yourself permission to kind of put out on paper. What do you wish this year could be like? And you can also give yourself permission to throw it away at the end. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I feel like an, one of the takeaways from this podcast that we hadn't done before, a lot of times when we've set goals in the past, it started by saying, hey, we should probably set some goals for this right. year. And that's where the conversation together starts. But in this podcast, it was like a Dave Ramsey entree leadership podcast, which I normally just think is okay, but this one was really good. Before this couple went on a retreat to set goals, they each individually took time to think through 
what sort of categories and what goals they wanted to set individually for the year so that when they came together to talk about it. And for us, we didn't do a retreat. We just had like a couple hours one morning Mm -hmm. that we set aside to talk about it. We weren't starting from scratch. We were starting from having thought through the process a little bit. So we decided to do this separately first. And the first step of going about setting the goals, we both did sort of just like a brain dump, which for you, I feel like fits with your creative mind. And for me, make sure that I'm not just thinking about like the two categories that I'm fixated on and nothing else. Yeah. And I think um, if, if you're doing something like this as a couple, I don't know about you, but Philip is a little bit more dominant opinionated right strong i I don't know if it's that i think that it's more uh organized conversation is easier for me because i'm constantly trying to like create order out of the chaos okay yeah but it's also that like i think you can think on your feet really quick and i more need to process things i'm a little slow (laughs) but that goes to right but taking uh, the time individually yes yes exactly so i think if we just jumped into doing this together, I think I would have ended up more with like Philip's goals and been kind of frustrated. But because we took time separately to think through stuff, it's like we were both coming with our ideas. So it could be a conversation. Yeah. And I'd say if you're single walking through this, it still is helpful to have a conversation partner yeah. to like talk about this stuff with, um, because having somebody else's perspective speak into what you're thinking right is huge. And then the accountability factor that comes right. from having somebody else like ask you if you're doing the stuff that you wanted to do is super helpful. So regardless of where you are in life, I think the idea of having a partner that you're walking through it with is huge. Yes, um, I agree. Yeah. I actually remembered that when I was in college, um, one of my friends and I, we like shared goals with each other, you know, so it was like you weren't just doing it in a vacuum. Absolutely. Yeah. I say absolutely a lot when I feel like I need to fill the blank space. Absolutely. (laughs) I feel so affirmed. It's yeah, I guess that's what it is. I'm trying to use an affirming word that then moves us on. Maybe I'll start saying absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So once we've done a brain dump, what should we do next? So Individually, we each did a brain dump, which I think that's easier for you than it is for me. Yeah, because that's how I think is like scattered all over the page from which is it again. It just it speaks to how this could happen a lot of different ways. And you got to try to appreciate the differences. Philip never writes anything on paper. He just it goes straight to computer. He had like a journal last year. It was on computer. He just typed I'm like I could never do that. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, eco-friendly. Very good. <laughs> but it also, it allows me to organize the thoughts easier. So when we, the, we by ourselves each did a brain dump, which is easier for you than for me. And then from there did a little bit of organization into here's our hopes and dreams. And here's like some categories, you know, that they fall into. Right. Before we came together and had the conversation, which the organization part is a little bit easier for me, probably. Um, and when we came together, yeah, I had my computer that had categories, faith, family, marriage, personal health, business, and then subcategories underneath of that. And you came with a sheet of paper 
with a lot of like scattered words right. with circles around yeah, some of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so... And I don't say that to say one's right or one's wrong, but just to say, you know, we we start from very different points and we have to figure out how to work it out together. Yes, and... I cannot stop talking about the Enneagram. I think a lot of people can't stop talking about the Enneagram, but it's the wild, wild country of personality tests. Yeah, um, the I'm, hot new thing. So I'm a six, or I believe that I'm a six on the Enneagram, and a six has a hard time being sure of any decision. And I even think this kind of comes down to the goal thing to me too. You know, because it's hard for me to say like, yes, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Yeah, it's hard for me to say absolutely. Okay, so now what's next? So we each did our thing individually, then we came together. And speaking to that for you, I feel like coming together after we had thought about stuff a little bit made it we actually had a really product we had two goal conversations. The first I would say was very productive. Um, the first time we talked and then the second one I feel like was not as productive. Right. Um, but I feel like the first one that was productive was in part because you had had a chance to think through this stuff a little bit more. Um, and so we had a lot better launching off point. Yes. And I think some of the idea that this couple that we had listened to talked about was, which you should probably just put a link to. Just yeah, so I'll if do that. We'll put a link to that to podcast in the show notes. Um, but one of the things this couple talked about was um, by setting stuff individually, when they came together, there was some stuff where there was just automatic synergy. But then there were some categories where the goals weren't exactly the same. But that conflict is sort of good because one person doesn't j- just get overshadowed by the other person. You're sort of forced to say, this is what I'm thinking. Okay, this is what I'm thinking. How can those things come together in a way that's mutually beneficial Right. Or where you intentionally say, I'm going to give up on what I'm thinking for the sake of, you right. know, us being together on your goal. Did this couple work together? I think a little bit. Okay. Because I think there's definitely some stuff that's just like individual, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you want me to be healthy, but you're not going to like be like, you need exercise four times a week. That's right. That'd Although be- I do at 8 a.m., show up wherever you are sometimes with a whistle and a headband <laughs> to say, all right. And then we, I lead you in some calisthenics. <laughs> that's not true. If you weren't sure, that's not true. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So that was sort of our process. And we, you know, we just more wanted to get the idea of a, out of meet individually, then come together to talk and right. then individually do the brain dump and then organize it a little bit and then come talk. But I feel like now maybe we can move into what are some tips that we found that help set goals that you'll actually keep. Right. Because that's a piece of it too, right? How many New Year's resolutions right. do you make I that you don't actually keep? That. Cool. Go for it. Okay. So our first best practice with the goals is to set goals about the process. So the reason we said this, and we didn't really get into how to set a goal but a goal needs to be measurable or like we did get into how to set a goal but we didn't get into a goal needs to be something you can say yes i did this you don't want to say i want to be healthy in 2019 you want to say like what does that mean pounds in 2019 i know but the problem is that's teeing you up to talk about okay so i noticed as i looked at some previous goals of mine that i think that losing 10 pounds has been on my to-do list for the last like 10 years 
And I don't think I've done it. You're such a waif. How could you oh, lose any more weight? Right. Well, You're perfect just the way you are. There were times that that was probably true, but at this point it's not. And the thing, I think it's defeating to me to see that every year. So being about the process, for example, would be how am I going to lose 10 pounds? So I'm going to eat paleo six days a week and exercise you know, three days a week. So having some things that are more tangible and it's, it's not really like important if I lose 10 pounds. I mean, for some reason, mentally, that was like a thing I wanted to do, but it'd be more important that I be healthy and fit. So it's like committing to the process, not the end goal right? as you set your goals. Yeah. Cause I think even, even though losing 10 pounds for me is obviously tangible if I didn't go to breaking that down I never really had like a plan to do that it was like it was more of a dream than a goal even though it was tangible I would Mm -hmm. say so our next thing is to not have too many goals and we talked about this when we first started talking about prioritizing your priorities right I think or even it's okay to maybe have a lot of goals but you're not going to be able to change a million things at once unless you're like moving into a facility that's going to like regiment your whole life. (laughs) So barring you moving into some sort of facility that's going (laughs) to regiment your whole life. And there could maybe somebody's joining the military. It could happen. Maybe there it's kind of like the homecoming thing. It, yeah. Unless, yeah, you're moving into some sort of military facility that regiments your whole life. You're probably not going to be able to, achieve more than two maybe three goals in each category don't let fill up limit you though i'm not saying you can't do that over the course of the year so it's not bad to have a lot of goals but be realistic about what you can do in like a month yeah absolutely yeah but if we could move the ball forward in two ways with our personal health with our family with our marriage with our business we would be a lot better off at the end of the year. But sometimes it's hard to lose sight of that when there's like 20 things you wish were different. It's probably better to key in on a couple of those than think that you're going to be able to make like a hundred million bajillion quintillion um, Yeah, well, and I think as I looked back at previous year's goals, I found all I did was a couple things. So I did see changes, like one of my goals... Um, at one point was to prioritize friendships, which is sort of vague. But then I broke it down to I'm going to start doing book club, you know, and I'm going to volunteer with this organization that my friends are a part of so that I kind of am putting times that I'm going to see people in my calendar because in previous years I had worked so much that it was easy to not prioritize friendships. And then I can say, oh, I feel like I've done that. But I didn't do every goal, right? So mm-hmm. I there were definitely like I had maybe 10 goals last year and I could see how some of them had come to fruition. And I feel like maybe that leads into the next thing where a lot of times you set goals and then they just stay on your computer or mm-hmm. somewhere that you don't like reference often. Right. But probably it's a good idea to somehow keep your goals in front of you if you want to like remember them and keep them up throughout the year. Right. 
Um, and so this, again, this couple that we listen to, I think they review them weekly. I think even just reviewing them monthly is a good thing. So this year we're going to try to print out our goals and like put them on the refrigerator maybe, maybe put them upstairs in our bedroom I know. Somewhere. I don't know if I want everybody that comes to our house seeing my goals. Maybe we'll do like a Pentagon edited, like blacked out version that goes on the <laughs> fridge. Maybe you could do a little like script or something. Because I right or now just... I have them in old 12 point Calibri and I'm not thinking that that's what you want to look at all year. Anyways. So yes, maybe if we're going to Helvetica. Well, and then uh, so sans serif. Oh, oh my gosh, Philip. Sans serif. Wingdings? Absolutely. I never really understood wingdings. I don't think Do you w- want to go down that rabbit trail right now? No, but I don't think wingdings is around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd have to download wingdings to get it. But wingdings was like the original emojis. You think that's what it was? It was. I just realized that. Wingdings. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So what was I trying to say before wing? The dings? goals need to stay in front of you. Yes. You don't want my new calendar. I, you don't want to air out your mm, dirty underwear for everybody. Can to I talk see. please? I'll allow it. Philip, does anyone else have a mind that if they can't get their thought out quickly, they will totally forget it. So then I get annoyed with my husband because he will not let me get my thought out. Well, you know, you start talking about wingdings and it's hard to not really latch on to that. So I could have a long conversation about wingdings. Oh, did I do it again? Yep. I finally settled on a planner. I had molded over for a long time, and it probably could have its own podcast because I gave it so much thought. But I decided to go with a nomadic planner, and I'll put a link to it. But on it, it has a space for goals and like a monthly focus. Oh, so your planner is going to be a way that you're going to keep your goals in front of yes. you. And it has like a system built in to allow that to happen. Right. And I, I also like because the, the second half of it is a notebook. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh. So I'll put a link to it. But I um, that's my planner for 2019. Um, the Another goal that I'm going to try to see if we can make happen this year, and I think in a different way you've brought this up too, um, is we're going to try to time block some of our important goals to create space to make it happen because a goal that doesn't go into your calendar is going to have a lot harder chance of being successful. Um, So you're fascinated by the miracle morning thing, yeah, which neither one of us know a hundred percent about yet. Right. Um, But just the idea that if you start off really well in the morning by getting a lot of stuff done, it sets you up for a win you know, throughout the rest of the day. Yeah, we can put a link to that book in the show notes also. We haven't read it, but it's something that we have heard good things about. Um, so we'll put a link to that as well. And But so I think the thing, see, we're such different personalities. Really? Yes, I think that's part of why our, our bit is... I thought it was just a show we were putting on for the podcast. <laughs> I think that's why part of our bit is... If we can do it, anybody can, because it's not like we're, we are not similar. And I would say most couples probably are not that similar. And if they are, there's probably problems they have because they're so similar. It's the yin and the yang. <laughs> um, okay. So. I'm yang. 
No, see, my thing is saying so, but now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, did I do it again? No, it was more my tangent got so long. But we're different. Oh, I know what it it, was. Anybody can do it. Yes. And Philip wanted, he literally, it was December 17th, and he wanted to time block our goals for January. I just wanted to create a template for what a week he wanted, would look like that would make sure that we had integrated in all of the different goal categories and had time to complete them. And what's so <laughs> So I'm like pro that, but it's also hard because I'm like half stay-at-home mom still and a lot of times stuff comes up and I'm a little bit scattered. But it, I, I just felt like railroaded by you because you were like, let's set this up now. And I'm like, I can't. And while I still think that that would have been an effective use of our time, I appreciate how you're different than me with that. And so I'm okay waiting for the new year to try to do stuff like that. And I think that the, that's, the thing that's been helpful is I feel like I've learned more about myself and I've learned more about you, especially through the E-word. Oh, the E-word. <laughs> the Enneagram. Enneagram. Okay. Um, that I know it's hard for me to nail down stuff like that this far out. But I w- said to Philip, I'm like, I still think that's a good idea, but I think I'm going to need to do it as it gets closer. And maybe we re-nail it down like every week. And for me... I find the freedom to like just enjoy life in the present by knowing that the big picture is nailed down. Mm -hmm. So that's why I want to do it. But you're right. Knowing that that's not necessarily right or wrong. It's just how each one of us are wired. Right. Helps me to be okay saying, yeah, you're probably right. We can do this in January. Right. And helps you be able to say, yeah, you're probably right. We should do this in January. Yeah. And if you are married or have a really good friend or whatever I really think learning these things about yourself these tendencies is maybe a cat maybe a cat that you're really close to my cat is a nine peacemaker (laughs) no cats are like that I don't know I think cats could be nines okay anyways I think for me it's been so helpful to because then you you see these same patterns happen over and over again And once you understand them, it's easier not to be frustrated by them. Totally. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what we've talked about, don't try to set goals around too many things. Make goals around the process and not around the results. Time block. Make sure that the goals go from your goal sheet to your calendar and keep them in front of you um, so that you're referring back to them and living sort of by the goals and not just randomly. Um, The last thing. And I feel like the last thing after all of that, because at the end of the day still, how often have you set like a New Year's resolution or goals at the beginning of the year and actually kept them as of like February 1st? Especially if they haven't been in front of you. Not very often. Even if they've been in front of me, not very often. So I feel like too, there's also an element where... You also just realistically give yourself grace. Right. Um, because it's really hard to do this. Change is hard. Creating new habits is hard. Oh, here's can I give one other little this is just bonus tip? Absolutely. 
inside that joke. That was not that funny. I know. It was a forced laugh okay. to say, look at our inside joke that we've created amongst ourselves here in our basement. Um, <laughs> we are giving our some of our goals a test run in December instead of waiting till January. Mm. So we are going to try this year um, to have our kids do chores and then earn like a commission off of each chore that they do. But instead of waiting till January 1st to doing it, we're giving it a trial run now. Yes. Um, because why do you need to wait till January 1st to do something? And hopefully we could like give it a try now and maybe change up anything we need to change so that we could be more successful at it after the holidays. Yep. Bonus tip. Bonus pro tip. All right. So that's it. And you can find the link to our goal setting sheets in the notes of the show. In the blah, 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 blah. Should I just start that over again? Oh, no. We're keeping that in. Oh, man. Okay. There's a link to this Rewind. PDF. <laughs> There's a link to this PDF in the show notes or at our website, onedelightfulshop.com. Boom. That's going to do it for this week's episode of One Delightful Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at One Delightful Shop or on our website, onedelightfulshop.com. And could we ask you if it would not be too forward to give us a small Christmas present? We are almost to 50 reviews on iTunes, and we would love it if you would hit subscribe and leave us a rating or review if you haven't yet, because we would like to get a nice round number before 2019. Have you asked Santa for that, Philip? Dead. Go on it. I'm going to get on that right now. Okay. So Philip's going to ask Santa for that. And if you also want to share it with a friend, that could be cool too. Yeah, and make sure and check the show notes for links to all the stuff we talked about in the episode, including the goal-setting worksheet. Yes, and we'll be back with some great content in 2019. See you soon.